1: It's time for Dodger Baseball.
2: This is the Rich Eisen Show.
1: I've needed you far more than you
2: needed me. Ben Scully joining me here on the Rich Eisen Show. My
0: achievements have really been the achievements of others. Montana
1: throwing in the end zone on the show. Host of Peacock's Pro Football Talk, Mike Florio. Coming up. United States President's Cup captain, Davis Love III. Legendary broadcaster, Bob Costas. Colts defensive tackle, DeForest Buckner. And now, it's Rich Eisen. Our
2: number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. 844-204-RICH. Number to We've had a lot of folks calling in with their memories of Vince Scully and what he meant to them. Uh, I started the show by uh, telling you what he meant to me and my family. Again, my parents, being from Brooklyn, New York, told me about Vince Scully when I was a kid. And then, of course, I got to learn who Vince Scully was uh, on my own, watching him call games nationally on NBC Sports, baseball games and football games on CBS Sports and the Masters. Him calling the catch, Montana to Clark, and Candlestick on that January day in 1982. If you missed that at the top of the show, please go to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash RichEisenShow for that. And our full archive, we already um, played back for you a portion of uh, an interview Kevin Costner um, or an appearance Kevin Costner had here in 2018 when he was here to promote this newfangled show called Yellowstone.
1: Heard and
2: of it. Yeah. Um, and him telling the story of Vin Scully calling the action of Billy Chapel at the end of for love of the game and just a great story um that's on our youtube page as well youtube.com slash rich eisen show bob costas will be joining us top of hour number three exactly one hour from now make an appointment view for that or appointment listen for that right here on sirius xm 85 or the rich Eisen show terrestrial radio network coast to coast we say hello to our peacock viewers and our podcast and odyssey listeners on the program, Davis Love III is about to join us. But before we do, I want to play this soundbite for you uh, that made the rounds on Twitter. Greg Norman spoke this past week, and I don't think we've ever played a soundbite uh, from the Tucker Carlson program on this show, but first
1: for everything. Rich.
2: Um, but uh, uh, Tucker sat down with Greg Norman, and I want to get this soundbite up there for Davis Love to chew on on the other side. Why
0: is it so offensive to some American golf fans that you're doing this? What are they mad about? Do you? Think? I don't know. I really don't care, quite honestly. I just love the game of golf so much, and I just want to grow the game of golf. And And we at Live see that opportunity. We at Live see it not just for the men, but for the women. We at Live see it for NCAA and younger generations. We at Live see it as a pathway to opportunities for these kids to experience a, a new world out there.
2: Well, to talk about the state of play on this is a World Golf Hall of Famer, two-time Ryder Cup captain, this year's U.S. President's Cup captain, and uh, who's playing in the Wyndham Championship on the PGA Tour this very week, an event he has championed three times of the most recently being in 2015, the great Davis Love III here on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line on The Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, sir? great rich how are you i'm doing well uh Good. i'll just open it up to you uh what do you think about the state of play right now with the live golf tour and the pga tour davis love III. third
0: well it's uh
3: it's unfortunate that we have a rift in our game um that was brought on by you know a hall of famer um that came from australia with a dream to play um to chase new opportunities to to be like jack nicholas and um won a lot of golf tournaments on the PGA tour and around the world. And, and now he's um, challenging that platform that, that gave him the opportunity to, to to become the great white shark. So it's, it's very strange, you know, another kid from outside the U S Rory McIlroy wanted to play on the PGA tour and win a bunch of tournaments and win majors. And he came over and did that. And now he's on the board of the PGA tour and he's making the rules and leading the charge to grow the game. Um, so at, a lot of the things that they're claiming are kind of hollow. Growing the game is the USGA, the R&A, um, Augusta National, Drive, Chip and Putt, PGA Junior League Golf, PGA Tour with the first tee. All those opportunities are there, and Greg never took those opportunities to work within our organization to try to grow it.
2: So, what do you think it is? <laughs> with what? It, well, it, it,
3: there, wh- there's a lot of a lot of press conferences and a lot of a lot of um talking points that you're hearing. It's it's all about the money. Um there's never anything else other than that. They're not playing for titles. They're playing a, an exhibition, a fifty four hole exhibition event against the same guys every week. Um it it's not playing for history. Um Tiger Woods has eighty two wins. He he's trying to beat Jack Nicholas's major record. That's what Tiger's playing for. He's not playing for money. Um, like you said, Jack Nicklaus turned down a lot of money to be involved with Liv. Tiger Woods turned down a lot of money to be involved with Liv. That ought to tell you something. The, the two guys that we look up to the most as the best players ever in the game just flatly said no. And back in 1994 when Greg brought this up, we all had to go. The top players had to go to a meeting in our Palmer's office when he told us this is not the right thing to do. Jack and I helped set up the PGA Tour, and it's doing fine. Let's move on, and we moved on in '94. But now, unfortunately, Greg has deeper pockets behind him to try it again.
2: So, uh, Davis Love III here on the Rich Eisen show. What happened in 1994? For those who may not be familiar, this is, uh, and I'm, it, I guess I'm one of them. It was a long time ago. Yep,
3: for both for both of us. But in 1994, Greg proposed the world tour. Thirty top players play the weeks before the majors. Yet the Fox network back then that didn't have any sports programming offered a $25 million contract. And he tried this exact same thing. Google it, go back and read the articles. It's the exact same thing. Um, He just had not the same amount of money and it, it threatens the structure of the PGA tour. We are a group of charitable golf tournaments around the country that are put on by tiger woods and Jack Nicklaus and Davis love, Arnold Palmer's family, we own and operate these tournaments. The Phoenix Thunderbirds or the Dallas Salesmanship Club, they own and operate the tournaments, not the PGA Tour. The PGA Tour is a vehicle for us to play under a brand like a league, like, like the NBA or the NFL. We're just a league of tournaments that raise money for charity and play, play for a big prize that week. And it's based on um, we're a tax-exempt organization that's growing the game and is built around our members. And uh, unfortunately, that wasn't enough for Greg and for some other people that they want their cake and eat it too. What they're challenging is that they can do live and then come back and cherry pick the PGA Tour events. That's what's not fair to the guys, the Jordan Speece and the Scotty Schefflers that are out here playing week in and week out. Um, they don't want a guy to come in and pop in every once in a while when he's getting hundreds of millions somewhere else and breaking
2: our tour rules. Davis Love III here on the Rich Eisen show. So again, um, what did somebody piss off Greg Norman in like 1990 or something like that? And he's—I'm he, uh, I'm being serious. I know it sounds facetious, but it seems like well, no, um, something happened um, with Greg. We have four play- in The tour.
3: We have four. We have four player directors on the board of the PGA Tour. We mm-hmm. have 16 player advisory council members. We have player meetings once or twice a year. Greg never participated in any of that. Um, Guys like Brad Faxon and Jay Haas and Davis Love and Charlie Hoffman and now Roy McIlroy, Patrick Cantlay is going on the board next year. We make the rules for the PGA Tour. I don't agree with every decision the PGA Tour makes. They're changed the schedule right now. They changed the fall schedule that affects my tournament. I don't totally agree with it, but I'm a PGA Tour guy. I'm going to make it work out because it's good for the game. I'm giving my little tournament creates playing opportunities for 156 guys every year mm-hmm. to come and play at Sea Island. Tiger has his tournament in L.A. They're going to play for 25 million dollars next year. We're we are providing an opportunity for kids to come out and chase their dreams. And for some reason. Um, Greg doesn't like that system. He didn't like it in 94. He thinks that the top players should get all the money. I sh- we should not be helping the bottom 150. It's all about the top and, and making more money. And Look at the comments Phil Mickelson's made. He just wants more money for him and less for the guys at the bottom. And that's not what business or what this world is about is just taking care of of the few at the top. You take care of everybody and that's how you have a successful organization.
2: Uh, Hasn't the PGA tour responded in a way that, that might have uh, proven that, that, that Greg has a point and, and, and the the purses have have been improved. The, the, as you mentioned, they're, they're tinkering with the system. I mean, it, it does seem that that the PGA tour has reacted in a way that, that makes it seem that the live tour has a point davis
3: well there was a there was a good point that greg brought up in in 1994 and greg wasn't the only one there was other top players that that agreed hey we need some smaller field events so we came up with the world golf championships Mm -hmm. the players asked for now they're saying hey we we want we want more opportunities to play in big tournaments um and not have to play 40 weeks weeks a year so yes We are reacting. We've been working on the fall schedule, the new schedule, the $25 million tournaments for over two years because there is this undercurrent of, hey, you know, we have a lot of tournaments, but we need some more elite tournaments. Um, So change is good. And we will make – they just passed a new schedule for next year. Some guys aren't happy with it. They passed a new system for the playoffs and after the playoffs. We, we're not going to have a wraparound season next year. We always make changes. Look at NASCAR. How many times have they changed their playoffs? They're trying to get it right. They're trying to do the best job of having the end into their season for their fans and for their athletes. I love watching NASCAR. The playoffs are exciting. The PGA Tour has tweaked their playoffs two or three times, and we're not against doing it again. But, yes, we're reacting to the market. And if, if the players want it and the fans want it, we can react and have bigger, different tournaments. But since 1997, when Tiger Woods started playing, we have grown exponentially. The future is incredible. The tour just did it, a little uh, exercise. And if, if I, my career, if, say, Cam Young played my career as a rookie starting right now, I made $58 million in comprehensive earnings, official, unofficial, retirement Cam Young had my career. Starting now, he would make $615 million from the PGA Tour. <laughs> There's incredible opportunities for these guys to make a lot of money. Patrick Cantley made $22 million on the golf course last year. There's plenty of money, but it's chasing the dream. I'm trying to break the record for most PGA Tour events ever played. There's all kinds of goals out here to play for, including trying to play on the President's Cup team, which is coming up in Charlotte. So um, a lot to play for out here, and it's just unfortunate that uh, a few um are taking um the money and and don't get to play for that don't get to play in the president's cup this year
2: Davis loved the third here on the Rich Eisen show so what's the future cuz it is live does appear to be here to stay it's not going anywhere the money behind it is certainly bottomless and the players that are on the live tour um are significant there's there's no question about it i mean i'm not a fan of the format um, and the way that they've come out of the box PR-wise, to be honest with you. I mean, you just heard uh, prior to uh, – we started chatting, Davis Love III, that uh, Greg Norman, when asked about criticism, says he doesn't care, but he's trying to grow the game, which doesn't sound like somebody's trying to grow the game if he doesn't care about the criticism. So what, what well, where do we go from here, Davis? What I don't that? know. And, again,
3: Dustin Johnson is a friend of mine He's a great teammate, great player for me. I hope Dustin Johnson is happy and successful – I don't hold it against them. They can go play those tournaments. The thing is, they can't come play in the FedEx playoffs. It would be like leaving your baseball team and going and playing for somebody else and making a bunch of money and just coming back for the postseason. It's, you just can't do that. You can't cherry-pick, just play the Players' Championship in four majors. No, the members play all year to get to play in the Players' Championship. So um, I don't hold it against them. I hope that they're successful and they make a ton of money but they're going to be doing it in a different league. If I have anything to say with it and if our commissioner has anything to say about it, hopefully um, this too shall pass. You know, the game moved on from Jack and Arnie. It's going to move on from Phil and Greg Norman and Dustin Johnson. It's going to move on from Davis Love. We're just trying to build this for the future and not have it get torn down by something that uh, is, is breaking a, a rift and. In our business right now
2: and obviously someone from the live tour is is uh reaching out to the to players nonstop. stop or are, are you or uh, anybody else in the pge tour reaching out to players to tell them don't go are, are you doing that or or what yeah we're
3: we're we're talking to players you know um giving examples like the tour is doing with the stat that i just gave you about how much money mm. somebody can make on the PGA tour. They're telling them the opportunities. They're showing them the new schedule. They're showing them the plans for the future. And they're also, which commissioner Monahan has been doing for over a year saying, look, if you break the rules, these are, these are also the consequences. So as long as you understand that, um, yes, but Greg Norman said yesterday, it's a closed shop. Well, that's, that's just not true. If (laughs) they're recruiting guys currently, they would have to push somebody out to, to put the next guy in. So it's not over it's going to be a court fight um you know hopefully cooler heads will prevail and um we can coexist they're not going to merge or they're not going to um they're not going to buy the PGA tour like max Homa said you can't buy my dream um you know hopefully something will work out in the future where they can go do their thing and we can do ours and um a kid coming out of college like greg norman you have to make a choice do you want to go play for money or do you want to come play for history and you have to make that make that decision,
2: Davis Love the Third, Thank you so much for joining the program. Uh, one of the beauties of the game of golf is uh, somebody like yourself and somebody like me could say that I uh, we had some of the greatest moments in the history of our golf game on Wingfoot. Um, you with the ninety-seven PGA Championship, me one time I made the term of the chance to break a hundred, which I didn't do, um, <laughs> but I still find it glorious, Davis. I'll be well, we can both
3: you. go out and enjoy the game together, no matter what we shoot. Right?
2: That's well. I mean. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, Enjoy Joy does a very heavy lift in that sentence, potentially. Uh, but I, I would love to do that for sure. Uh, I re- require a ton of candy. But other than that, uh, I would love to do it for sure. No question about it. All
3: right. Well, thanks for the time today, Rich.
2: Anytime, Davis. Love the third. Good luck uh, with the President's Cup and beyond. And let's stay in touch. Thanks again. Thanks. Thank you. That's DL3 right here on the RES. Sounds like he was unimpressed with my Wingfoot story. Well, well, here it is. Uh, here's my Wingfoot. I mean, he
1: got a big trophy at the end of his Wingfoot story. I've got a lifetime memory. Can't take that away from you. Well, I'd <laughs> like you to. to be honest. <laughs> it's
2: one of those where I played very well on the front, mm-hmm. shot right around fifty. Thought to myself, just put something together on the back nine. Here we go. Yep. Shot about sixty something on the back. Yeah. Nothing worse though than playing congressional two weeks before the U.S. Open.
1: Oh, geez, So it was set up.
2: Well, they had yet to cut the grass down to what they eventually had there. So I was playing in spinach thicker than what the U.S. Open field was going to play in. Uh, But thankfully, they had already set up the stanchions for the the gallery uh, to sit in. That's good. Uh on um on the famed 17th cuz that that was when uh congressional had its par 3, I believe which is now the 10th. That was the 18. Remember they had the the uh par 3 finisher, the small little par 3 finisher that's and people right. were like, "Well, that's kind of weird to finish a US Open on a small par 3." Right? Um on 17, which is I believe now 18 there, um, I I I snap hooked my drive. So hard, it hit the second to the last row of the stanchion that had been placed there and clanged off it right into the middle of the fairway, like I striped it right down the middle. Got up and down in there from three, and I parred. Uh, So it was great. But my golf ball had this big green paint stripe across it. Shot, I think, 120-something on that one. Yeah, I've got some history. Interestingly enough, uh, the Saudis haven't called me. Even going to be an announcer for him. <laughs> I wonder why. Uh, perhaps they've seen some clips. Ah, YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen show, everybody. DeForest Buckner of the Indianapolis Colts is going to join us on this program. Debo Samuel, everybody, has spoken now that he is a pizzade man. More of your phone calls at 844-204-RICH with Bob Costas to help us remember Vin Scully still to come. Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back here on our terrestrial radio outfit talking about the Nitschke luncheon, the members only luncheon uh, at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, he you, shot. That you, you're shooting a video to just act like you were trying to get yeah. in. And John Randall thought you were literally trying to, really trying to get in. He thought I was really trying to get in. I was like, oh, no. When he put the, when he put the face paint oh, on, mm-hmm. you know. And you just became a different person. Yeah. I shot a, com- a Sports Center commercial with John Randall back in the day. The Y2K commercial, the one that ended with Charlie Steiner having a tie <laughs> around his head and <laughs> a Follow lantern me. saying, Follow it me to freedom.
1: Follow like, <laughs> me to freedom.
2: I <laughs> was in uh, an office not mine cuz I didn't never yeah, have had one a cubicle, but you know? they shot one they shot me they, <laughs> they shot me in an office and John Randall and I are playing cards with an open can of peaches because and with the lights out and a generator trying to just keep things <laughs> going cuz the lights had went out for y2k and it was just me and John Randall eating peaches and playing cards <laughs> and even impressive. then he was intimidating right Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, bro, I backed up real quick. <laughs> oh yeah! I didn't want that John Randall smoke. Yeah, man, that's what's coming for for Pro Football Hall of Famers. Rich isn't the thing too. Like the newer inductees,
4: they can't even speak that whole time. They just have to sit and listen. Well, I mean, we
2: they they that's the way it used to be. I don't know if it is that way anymore. They they do. I think they get up and and spend. Well, you are gonna tell a grown ass man like Bill Parcells, you're not allowed to speak. Well, you I thought that I mean? was the
4: funny thing. Like guys like Ray Lewis just had to sit there for a while and just it's like, take yeah, this you know, and yeah, they had to the, take it uh, in. And, and, and many in of them and many of her.
2: them were, were respected that and would sit there. And, yeah. and that's the stories I would be told because again, I have not been in there. I can, I can ever. imagine
4: there's no big leaguing in that in that room. Oh either, no, no, right? no. You walk in there. they're, they're <laughs> all <laughs> legends in the game there.
2: They are, but you know now you're you're entering the realm of Pro Football Hall of Fame, and there's I, I don't know what number they're up to. I think it's only three hundred and fifty. That's it. Uh, they're I soon to be approaching four hundred members crazy. of the history of the Hall. That's it. That's all That's there is.
1: Crazy. That, that is, is like so all exclusive. there is, man.
2: And uh, I, I I just love going there. And the people of Canton spend all year to make it a special weekend. And
1: It is. It's it's such a great event. So it really is. That's oh, coming man. up.
2: I'll tell more stories tomorrow. So we've got a really little bit more real estate. Uh, we've got Indianapolis Colts defensive lineman um, DeForest Beckner joining us shortly on the program. The Callaway Chrome Soft golf ball I've been telling you about. Let's talk a little bit more about it. We, we, we've got to get you. You've got a whole bunch of Chrome Softs over there. Yeah, right? they're right there. All right. Well, grab some next time you play. Well, you playing this weekend with Ashton again? Two in a row. Two weeks. You got the bug.
4: I, I think that I think that might have been grand opening, grand closing.
2: I don't know. about <laughs> no,
1: come on. No, come on no. No, no. You're not come one on, and done.
2: You're a golfer now. You got the Chrome Soft, man. You got the true. Chrome Soft. I got Soft the Max working. D over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah you do. Yeah. Chrome Soft X, Chrome Soft XLS. On top of it, gives you uh, some great feel around the greens. Also, the Chrome Soft is the regular golf ball designed for the widest range of golfers. You want spin consistency? That's Excellent. There's the Chrome Soft X. You want some sort of lower spin golf ball for longer shots, firmer feel. That's these. These are all technical terms that say David's love the third would understand. So don't worry oh, about I get it. it. I'm a oh, yes, <laughs> that's the Chrome Soft <laughs> XLS. Look, when you add it all up, it's so simple. Chrome Soft is better for the best, and it's better for everyone. Find out which Chrome Soft is right for you at CallawayGolf.com/slash/ChromeSoft. When Debo Samuel was. Debo? Um, Making it known he wanted out. Trade me. Remember that? Trade me. When I heard that, I said, no chance they trade this man. <laughs> no chance. We went into that draft week in Las Vegas, Nevada saying, Well, are we gonna hear Debo Samuels' name before the first round of this draft, because that's the way the Niners might be able to get back some of those first round picks that they sent to Miami for Trey Lance. And uh, I assume one of those first-round picks that uh, the uh, Niners sent to Miami for Trey Lance—that's the only one that Miami's using next year. Because Miami, Correct. go ahead, Chris, say the word. You like they it? They forfe- it their they're going to forfeit yeah, their next draft forfeit. choice. They're going like to forfeit. They're it. voluntarily
1: giving they're it up. They're literally voluntarily giving it up. Yeah. So it's nice that another team gets.
2: Forfeited draft picks for a change. I never bought into it. I thought to myself, there's no chance the 49ers trade this guy. Yeah, you were kind of all over that. I'm like, this is going to be a contract that they're going to figure it out. Except there were two items that would be irreconcilable. You cannot negotiate if you're the team on these items. One of them is the fact he didn't want to live in Santa Clara, Northern California. He wanted to live on the East Coast because he's from South Carolina, he's – you can't negotiate that. You can't sit here and say, Debo, here's what's going to happen. You stay and we're going. <laughs> you know, we'll go together to to change uh, – we'll call the Panthers and we'll swap locations. That ain't happening. And the other one is him saying he didn't want to be used as a running back as much as he was because what are you going to tell Kyle Shanahan there's now a, a run count as you go about your business, third down, third and four – you can't call that run in the third quarter when you got to keep the football. You can't call that run because Debo's already hit his limit. You made some sort of an agreement. Five runs a game, six runs a game. You can't do that. Well, Debo, now that he is signed and delivered, says that was a whole bunch of nonsense anyway. Check it out.
3: One of the narratives this off season was that you were upset with how you were going to be used.
1: Can you
4: address that whether that's correct or not? That is false. There was a lot of things that came out that I want to speak on, but at the end of the day, I wasn't allowed to. So, um, I mean, you can turn on the tape, uh, go back to the Cowboys game. It kind of shows what kind of player I am. Um, And also, I mean, you can go turn on the Pro Bowl tape, and like what I said about being a wideback, I don't mind, you know what I'm saying, doing whatever it takes for this team to win.
1: Did it in some ways almost amuse you as you saw the various stories coming out?
4: I mean, uh, you you kind of try to you kind of try to avoid it, but when it's thrown in your face, you just like, yo, they just at this point they're kind of making up stuff. But um, being who I am, and you know, what I'm saying with the communication with the people that was close to me, keeping me level-headed, it was
2: it wasn't a reason to entertain it. Headline, which I would be concerned about if I was the rest of the National Football League, Debo is not amused. And he is ready to do whatever needs to be done for the 49ers to matriculate the ball down the field and jam it down your throat. Oh, boy. After all of this, the Niners put Humpty Dumpty back together again. He is there, and he is coming for you. Number 19- Cracking downhill. That is a problem. Nineteen problems with
1: a Z, as he is known on Twitter. He also apparently has a few million reasons to he want does. to keep rushing the football. Indeed, because yeah. <laughs> all the incentives were running incentives, were they not? In rushing touchdowns, rushing yards. Here 1. we 9, go. Nine five million. Here we go.
2: So they're running it back with nineteen. They are running it back with 19. And if you think this is a problem, you're correct. And on top of it, what happens when 5 and 19 meet at the mesh point and 5 still has it? That could turn into a problem for you as well. Because when Jimmy G and 19 met at the mesh point, the entire defense was like, okay, we'll just keep on with 19 here. No, I know, 10, I, know, I know Jimmy G might have capped it and found 85, Kittle.
1: Or 11. Ayuk, who apparently was throwing down with Fred Warner yesterday. Yeah, what the troops
2: are salty in San Francisco and Santa Clara.
1: He's also apparently been dominating. Here we go. In practice. So, so it's
2: all going to be on five, Trey Lance. And I believe this is going to work out. There will be downs. There will be downs. And I don't mean first, second, third, or fourth. I mean ups and downs. It stands to reason somebody who is new at this every week starter, you're the leader of the team, you're the starting quarterback, is going to have his problems. And not the good ones that we're talking about for Debo. And also for Lance when he's keeping the ball inside the 10-yard line, inside the five, look out. Because he's big and he's strong and he can sling it. And he can do the things that Kaepernick did, man. You all remember that? When he was the ATM, as I referred to him here on this program, where you just put in the card you pressed instead of savings or checking, you pressed run and pass and the money came out. He can do this sort of thing. He can do this sort of thing. And if he's up to speed, look out. That's all I'm saying because I heard from Debo. This running back, wide back thing, not an issue. I'll take him at his word. And as you point out, Chris,
1: he can run to the bank with this stuff too. Mm-hmm. Interesting way that they put the contract together. When is your uh, game day morning kickoff show? That's when, cause when you're making your prediction. That's right? Tuesday mm-hmm. after Labor Day. Yes, sir. So we got about a month, right? Um. Yeah. Right around there. So we got about a month for you to pick the Niners to make the yeah. Super Bowl. Is that what's happening? Well, the Raiders. You know, Niners, and this is right? what this is. No, no, no. This is so my, 49ers, Raiders, and yeah. all yeah. the Area all Super Bowl. I'm not saying
2: that they're making the Super Bowl. That sounds like it. <laughs> no, I'm saying that they're really good and they're going to be better than more people think. Certainly, well, they
1: were close with, last year. They almost beat the Rams.
2: I know that, but they also they had a more close. they also had a more veteran hand, and That's I think cool. Lance is going to be. Better than you think, but I'm also saying there will be games where he's gonna have downs. And that's what happens with a kid this young, which is why when you said the other day, three year window with Debo and and Trey Lance. Yeah,
1: because Debo's signed. Making the Super Bowl is the saying.
2: right. Is the it, it, otherwise it's a failure. No, it's not, because Lance is gonna be here for a long time.
1: A long think, time. Do you think Trey? this is also just like wild speculation? Do you think Trey Lance will ever have a back to back season where he goes to the Super Bowl and then the NFC Championship game? Well, Garoppolo didn't do that. There was a down season in between. No, he went. What do you mean? They didn't go Super Bowl one year and then the NFC Championship game the next. Oh, that's true. But two out of three years. In three years, Super Bowl, NFC Championship game. That's a tall order. Yeah. That's what the guy he's replacing did. So that's the that's the floor. It's a tall order. It's a tall order. So Niners and who? Chiefs? You going Chiefs? No, are we going to rematch? You going to run it back? No, no, no. So Niners in the I Super might go Bowl? Rams and
2: Bills? When it's all said and done, too. But that doesn't mean that the Ooh, Niners, Niners are my... Bills
1: a little Berman throwback. No, no 90s. Rams
2: Bills. Rams Bills.
1: You're going to take the Niners.
2: I have a month. Back off. <laughs> Meanwhile, take a break when we come back. Indianapolis Colts defensive lineman, former 49er, DeForest Buckner will join us from Colts Camp. And then Bob Costas, top of our number three, to recall Vince Scully. And those on hold will take your calls as well. 844 204 Rich.
1: Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc
2: 844-204-RICH, number to dial if you're on hold, stay on hold. We will take your phone calls. Bob Costas will be joining us top of the next hour in about 19 minutes' time to discuss the life and times of Vin Scully. But joining us right now on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line is one of our favorites, veteran defensive lineman, one of the best at it, now with the Indianapolis Colts. Joining us from Colts training camp is none other than DeForest Buckner. How you been, DeForest?
4: Rich, I've been good, man. Thank you for having me on the show again.
2: You got it. Anytime. You driving around? You driving around the, uh, the area there for your training camp? So uh, what
4: yeah, I usually am on my, uh, on my motor scooter, on my fat scooter, but uh, I'm, I'm actually just getting off the field. Oh, oh you are?
2: Okay. Normally you're on the... Yeah, yeah.
4: You're. What are you normally on, DeForest? What are you normally on? My, my fat scooter. Uh, I, bought a, I bought a bunch for the D-line um, back you know, last uh, Christmas. So uh, you know, training camp out here at Grand Park, there's a lot of walking involved and stuff like that. So I was mm-hmm. like, oh, we got to stay off our feet. So we'd be on a uh, little motor scooters.
2: Okay, and uh, yeah. I, we got you got to keep you safe, man. The little motor scooters, yeah, yeah. right? Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So now you're you're at Grand Park in Westfield, Illinois, right now, uh, Indiana. Pardon me. Getting ready for another playing season. What is your sense of the 2022 Indianapolis Colts as it currently stands right now, DeForest, Big question. Oh no, yeah. It's,
4: there's a lot of excitement, you know, on the team, obviously. We know we got pieces, some new, new key pieces that, you know, nobody added to our already good team. So um, we're excited, you know, about, about this year. But, you know, we're just taking it one day at a time, man. You know, we, just because you got the pieces, you got to put it together.
2: What has Matt Ryan brought to the equation?
4: Man, a lot, of, a lot of veteran leadership. I mean, you know, he takes over the, the huddle offensively. You know, when he speaks to the team, obviously everybody listens. Just the, how he demands the team and, and leads us is, is, is I mean – Second and none, so it's been awesome to see.
2: So, how does how does that affect the defense? I mean, honestly, the fact that you know that the offense is in such good veteran hands with Matt Ryan, how does that affect your preparation and play?
4: Yeah, Yeah, and yeah, just seeing just seeing him, you know, the way the offense is operating right now, it it causes it forces the defense to step into another level. You know, elevate our game, and uh, that's what we want to do. We're trying to build competitive toughness, you know, along, along both sides of the ball. So. Um, it's been awesome. You know what I mean. Uh, every day competing, each and every down. It's been fun so far.
2: Well, I mean, and um, I I don't think I could read the quote directly of how you referred to the way it last year ended, DeForest. Yeah. Um uh, It involves a bed, and it involves uh, some here, some yeah. form of uh, of going to the bathroom within it. Um yeah. I think did I did I appropriately describe the way that you said that the way the Colts finished twenty twenty one? Yeah, that we that we did, yeah. Okay. Of course. Why do you we definitely wasn't Why do you I mean, refer it, it that of, way? Why do you refer to it yeah, that but, way?
4: Because we did. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we just didn't we didn't finish. You know what I'm saying? Uh when it came out when we came out there, I mean obviously we got our we got our butts beat that day. You know what I mean? On Sunday the Jacksonville came to play, we didn't. You know what I'm saying? All phases of the ball. And I mean we gotta own that. You know what I mean? The only way we can move on from it is we own it and we learn from it. And uh, That's what we've been doing. And uh, we've just been chipping away day, day by day.
2: What did you learn from it? What can be learned from that? DeFont? Yeah,
4: I mean, just bring, obviously coming to each game, no matter who it is, you know what I'm saying, coming with the same energy, playing a, your style of play, and also, I mean, you know, just finishing. And that's what it comes down to is, is finishing the ball game, finishing the season off right so we can make it to the postseason.
2: DeForest Buckner here uh, on the Rich Eisen show. Has anybody slipped up and called uh, Shaquille Darius right now? Has that
4: happened <laughs> No, nah, so far I've been. Everybody's been pretty pretty on point with it.
2: Did he? You know
4: what I'm saying? I mean, okay. I mean, majority majority of guys have already been calling him Shaq by his middle name, so you know uh, it's it's, it's a nuke. new. Really?
2: Okay. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so Darius Leonard has been called Shaq uh, already within your yeah. your spot.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, even since I got here, you know what I'm saying? Um,
2: people have been calling shackle on the office. Okay. Uh, what's your middle name, DeForest, just in case you make this decision at some point <laughs> in time? What is, what is What is your middle name? My, my middle name is George. George Buckner. Yes, sir. That's my father's name. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so if it's your father's name, I mean, DeForest, you're, you're going to stick with DeForest, right? You're going to stick with that one?
4: I'm gonna stick with the fours,
2: yes, sir. Okay, very good. Okay, I just I just found this interesting that suddenly this is this is what he's uh, wants to be known outwardly, but you've already said that inwardly. How is he doing, and how's the rest of the defense look to you so far?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. loving been doing good. On um, the whole, the rest of the defense. You know, uh, we're learning a new system. Um, you know, day by day, getting better. You know, on all phases. So we've been, it's, it's been looking good so far. You know, what I mean, obviously we still got some work to do moving forward, but it's still early, so. It's been it's been fun to see you know guys working.
2: Okay, and so you, there's so much conversation to Forrest Buckner about the AFC West and know the people that have come in there, and then obviously the Bills have a lot of heat on them. The AFC North is got a lot of conversation because the Bengals made the Super Bowl and yeah. Lamar Jackson with his contract. We all know Deshaun Watson is is uh is uh got a lot of attention on him right now. Doesn't seem um, like there's a lot of people paying attention to you and your division, DeForest. Uh would you agree with that? Yeah,
4: definitely. I mean, you know I mean you know what I'm saying. Um I mean just you know just let him keep sleeping. That's all it's all good.
2: Let him keep sleeping. You know, uh-huh.
4: let him keep sleeping, yeah. You know what I mean? And then, you know by the end of it, we'll see who comes out on top.
2: Okay, I heard Reggie Wayne's doing a, a bang up job coaching right around there, huh? Deforest?
4: Oh yeah, he, he's doing a great job. The receivers uh, out there—they're looking good. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, you know—if I, if I was a receiver, I'd be excited to have Reggie Wayne as my my coach as well.
2: I would agree. He's one of my favorites. Sure. He's definitely one of oh, my yeah. favorites. And so, uh, when uh, you got a good Jonathan Taylor story for me, Deforest, when you I realized it. when he was—what do you got?
4: No, 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 no. Honestly, uh, no, nah, I, I ain't got any teaser. I ain't got no no secret ones for you, so my bad. I got a big chopper flying over the top.
2: Is that right? That's the Rich Eisen Show chopper. We're doing the traffic and weather together with the sports nah, all but at once, I by I ain't the way. Got no sec- I ain't got no good Jonathan Taylor. No, no, just the, the moment when you realized he was special or 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 somebody that could be an MVP of not oh. just your team but the league. Is there a oh. moment like that you might recall? Nope. Did I lose you? Hello? I'm there. Yes. Oh, there we go. There we go. Not bad. I lost you for a second. No worries. Is there a moment where you realize Jonathan Taylor could not just be an MVP of your team, but for the entire league that you might recall Deforest Buckner?
4: Buckner? Um, you know what? Honestly, just honestly, every week, just, you know, him him going into games and really, really breaking out some, you know, some typical, you know, some running backs would get, a, you know, we call a dive, and they'll get maybe like a five-yard gain or something like that. But hit all the explosive runs that he's been having, you know what I mean, Con- at a, on a consistent basis every week. At a point last uh, last season, I was like, oh yeah, he can definitely be MVP of the league. Because hmm. not everybody's doing that.
2: He's just unbelievable. Uh, and and does he look like he's carrying even more of the load this time around? What do you think? Any different? I
4: mean, they've been doing it, They've been doing a good job with you know, obviously, you know. Um, Keeping him keeping him healthy, and keeping you know not, you know, pairing him with reps right off the bat in training camp. But right. uh, man, he's, he's looking really good right now.
2: All right, Deforest. Before I let you go on this uh, busy day, you just stepped <laughs> off the field. Uh, you know, we're here in Los Angeles, uh, otherwise known as Big Ten country. DeForest, Um are are you concerned about your your school, your alma mater, and its standing in college football right now? Based on what's happening with the Pac-12 and realignment, and USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten? No,
4: no, yeah, I'm, I'm actually I'm, I'm very interested in seeing what's going to happen with that. Um, you know, obviously, we all know when we have, we the Ducks scared. You know, the uh, both both LA teams out of the Pac-12, obviously, have <laughs> been dominating in the Pac-12, so, you know, for so long, so... You know, obviously, we were, that was bound to happen, but we're going to see what goes on with, the, with my Ducks.
2: Well, well you, we cha- you, you chased them to the Big Ten. Maybe, maybe uh, the Big Ten doesn't want any piece of Oregon because they showed what they could do when they go to Columbus, Ohio. Maybe that's what happens. You know
4: what I'm saying? I know, exactly. So oh, we're going to see what's going on in the
2: future. Well, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That's why I brought that up right there. You know, that's the way it works. Yes, All right, DeForest, go about your day, sir. Go enjoy it, and we'll, 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 we'll catch up uh, at a quieter time during the season when you guys are are doing what you want to do. How does that sound? Sounds good. Okay, Appreciate you take you got it right back at you. This is Forest Buckner joining us here, fresh off the practice field. Man, they got they got helicopters in Westfield, Indiana. Is that air? Tra- they got air traffic there
1: in Westfield, Indiana. Ray Liotta driving around looking at the sky. Yeah, is that what it is? I can't fly without <laughs> my hat. <laughs> <laughs> I can't fly without my hat. <laughs> Don't talk on the phone. As we're, as, we're, as
2: we're hearing like George Harrison music playing yeah. in the background.
1: Yeah. You see it right there.
2: Yeah, no, I, I don't think that's what they're up to. No. Uh, let's take this phone call from uh, the great city of Las Vegas, where Chris Brockman uh, somehow emerged with his shirt intact. Um, and and, he, uh, no and he, he survived the deluge that went that's down. Thank truth. goodness it wasn't the cards that uh, deluge you. It was just the weather gods. Yes. Uh, Jared in Las Vegas, Nevada. What's yeah. up, Jared?
0: Rich. How are we doing today?
2: I am. Do- uh, we are doing well. How are How are we?
0: Uh, you know, it's it's hot. I'm working. So okay, brother. You know, okay. trying to trying to survive. Uh, staying hydrated. Okay. As my as my man Denzel Perryman likes to say, stay hydrated. Okay. So uh, you know what? I, I before I get to my point, if I may, I think the forest forgot one key um bed performance and that was um the Raider game. Uh you know they they were a shoe-in on your network on other networks. They were an absolute shoe-in and then they ran into Rich Pisach's Raiders.
2: Hey man, Rich remember that? Dude, Rich Pisach's Raiders were fantastic last year and Rich Versace, you could you could make the case that Rich Pisach's Raiders had with the, it, with the exception of prior to blowing that opportunity to score at the end of the first half in the AFC championship game. You could say that the Bengals were, were the most beatable when they took on the Raiders in that.
0: I would agree. Wild card weekend I would agree. Game. You could say that. Obviously,
2: mm.
0: you know, um, Rich, what I wanted to talk about was the whole live golf thing. Now I'm, I am, I am, a, a you know, a bit of a duffer myself as, as you admit to being, yes. um, and uh, <laughs> I've, I've enjoyed the game, not as a good golfer, but I've enjoyed the game for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And I was brought to it by my uncle. And um, I would just have to say, uh, every time I hear these PGA guys talk, I just want to say, maybe say less. Maybe say a lot less. Um, I, I would feel, and I think as the rest of the country, as average golfers, would feel better hearing it from, say, number 50 on down than say the guys that whose career earnings are astronomical. Well, we
2: go to our YouTube mean, page then. Go go to our YouTube page, Jared, and listen to Mark Hubbard. I will. Um, when I he will. came on a few weeks ago, he's the one who who made it into the Travelers because Brooks Kepka left for the Live Tour. And he's been performing very well. Um, and he was talking about the benefits of the PGA Tour and things of that respect. But I understand, too, Jared. That, that, you know,
0: I, I, do, I do understand that, Rich. But you know what? That, that opportunity came to him by Live Golf. And all I got to say is, is if, if Americans have such a hard time with Live Golf, we don't have to let them play tournaments here. But yet we're all too happy to take their money. So, you know, what's good for the goose, that's all I got to say. I, it just rings hollow to me. Um, I think competition is good. Competition is never bad. Competition is good. Um, I get it. Um, you know, what Greg Norman said, you know, didn't sound good, but it was also also probably taken out of context.
2: I Thanks think for the call. Say, appreciate I it, could, Jared. I
0: could care less.
2: Thank you for the call, Jared. I appreciate it. And Jared's giving voice to what, what I think a lot of fans are saying is like, uh, you know, we, we don't want to hear from – you know, I, it definitely doesn't help as Jared is taking time out of his work day to call into this show about this. And Davis Love Third saying, hey, if Cameron Young has my career now with the way that the purses are in the PGA Tour, he could make $600 million on the Tour. And people will be like, okay, so cry me a river that the Live
1: Tour exists, right? And, and the, breaking news in the last hour, Rich, uh, Phil and 10 others, including Bryson DeChambeau, filed it. antitrust lawsuit against the PGA yeah, Tour.
2: Yeah it's now in the court system and again fans will begin to check out on it like they you know we don't care i just hope i just hope that the live tour lawyers don't uh, accidentally text all of their emails to uh, the pga tour lawyers
1: (laughs) (laughs) just rip straight from the headlines that'd be a shame straight from your twitter feed just throwing
2: that out right there bob cost is about to join us
1: that's a real thing that just happened
2: Look, I, like I said, uh, you know, people who are just your casual golf sports fans, as Jared says, a duffer. He's he's not going to care how much a, a player makes. And it's interesting. He says that the, the the competition is good, right? Live Tour is competing with the PGA Tour because that competition is good. Except on the Live Tour, there's no competition. You make the field, you're going to get paid. You're in it. You get an orange wedge. It just happens to be the orange wedge is one hundred twenty thousand dollars at the very least, and at the very most, that's a very that's like a Fabergé orange uh, orange wedge, <laughs> right? So, and yeah. so Phil and, and everyone and, and Bryson DeChambeau are suing the PGA
1: Tour that they're not allowed to have yeah, their tour card over their suspensions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the filing, it, yeah. uh, it it was disclosed that Phil was actually suspended on March twenty second. So remember, we were all wondering yeah. if he was going to play in the Masters, and if he, right, was, he was suspended. if he was asked not to leave or asked not to show up, he was actually suspended by the tour. And does it say when his suspension had ended? Uh, it's one hundred and five pages. I haven't got. You that haven't far got yet. through one hundred and five pages yet. <laughs> yeah. Hmm.
2: Okay. I mean, so he was suspended for his comments and things that he said about. He was the suspended PGA tour? for
1: recruiting guys to join the oh, lift tour. Oh, I see. Yeah.
2: Again, I don't know what the fine print is or anything along those lines about a lawsuit right off the top of my head. But I'll just say, can't the tour just do what it wants to do? Like they're the ones who hand out the tour cards. And if their byline, if their bylaws are are something that they violated by going to live, then I don't know how they're going to win this thing just off the top of my head with my dime store sports law degree from Gabe Feldman at Tulane that he never signed. <laughs> so. But I just find it funny, like, hey, the Live Tour is competing with the PGA Tour, except the guys on the Live Tour, what are they com- they're competing with each other for just more money. There's no cut. There's no nothing. I guess what the, the cut now is if they keep on adding more guys, you're going to just not make a tournament, right? Is that the cut now? You just cut from the tournament? You're cut from the 54 holes? Right, there's and the, and uh, who decides the, that? Right. Does the commissioner does that? Greg Norman Greg does Norman, it himself. Yeah, who knows? Eight yeah.
1: four four
2: two zero four. Rich is the number to dial here on the program. Next person you hear from, Bob Costas.